Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here. We are back with another amazing episode of Amazing Business Radio. We have a great guest for you today, Katie Maris with Alchemy Group. She is the Chief Inspiration Officer. Tell you more about that in a moment. A couple of quick things we need to do before we dive into the interview. Uh, if you have an amazing story to tell me, customer service story, of course, or you want to uh, ask a question, you can reach me on any of the social media channels that most people hang out on. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and more. And remember to use the hashtag AskShep if you're asking a question. I'll answer the questions that you send in either here on the show or I'll uh, put in my newsletter or answer directly to you. And don't forget about my new TV show, be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime, C-Suite TV, and uh, other TV uh, streaming stations. We just finished our first season. It's great. Ten amazing episodes. And um, we had Bob Chapman on uh, the most recent one. It's, it'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. If you don't know who Bob Chapman is, he's an amazing leader. Uh, he's actually rated, uh, Inc. Magazine rated him the number three CEO in the world. And it's because of the way he treats his people, his culture internally. And we're going to talk uh, about, uh, well, culture. We'll talk about customer service. We'll talk about everything with Katie Maris right now. Katie, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Wow, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am too. So, so much to talk about. But a um, little background on Katie. Who are you? Oh, gosh, who am I? I am an... I am a customer experience expert that absolutely loves people and that human interaction. Uh, started out in shoes where I, um, believe it or not, a little fun fact about me is I own 376 pairs of shoes, um, which, uh, you know, they join me with walk, every, walk down, uh, every walk down the stage, that's for sure, when I'm doing my awesome keynotes and 300 workshops. 300 and some, wow. So high heels or flats? Uh, both. Uh, Nikes or Adidas? Mm, Nikes. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know where to, I'm not that much of a shoe person. I just, comfort or looks? Uh, definitely looks. All right. Love it. Love it. And, and you have background in the shoe industry. I do. So I actually started out, I started my career in the shoe industry and um, I know, uh, you know, somebody that we both know very well, uh, John DeJulius. Yep, my buddy uh, John DeJulius. Yep. Yeah. So uh, he, uh, I was a client of his at Town Shoes here in Canada uh, about, I don't know, it's 15, 16 years ago now. And so I drank the customer service Kool-Aid way back when uh, and uh, really brought it with me throughout my entire career. Uh, and, and, have been so blessed to have John as a mentor. Yeah, John's great. Uh, I remember meeting John. Well, he's been on the show actually at least a couple of times. Uh, every time he has a book that comes out, I love to have him on the show. Uh, but I remember when he was just still cutting hair and his idea of speaking about customer service was going to uh, hair conventions mm -hmm. uh, where there's other cosmetologists and, and designers or barbers or whatever they call themselves. Uh, in salons and he would talk about this and then he started branching away very very what i love about john very successful business because he built it on the idea of delivering an amazing level of service and now he's teaching the world how he did it so uh anyway we're lucky to both know him and uh i know you also did some work with him at one point 
I did. I was um, an independent consultant. I was his first actually independent consultant. Uh, and uh, it was just amazing to, you know, really live and breathe his methodology and, and help his revolution come to life. Because as, he, as you said, he's really, um, he's built his business off of how he treats people. And there's, there is nothing more respectful than that. Yeah, he's awesome. All right, uh, enough about John. Let's get back to you, Chief Inspiration Officer of Alchemy Group. And you know what happens when you take the Chief Inspiration Officer and mix it with the Chief Amazement Officer? That's me. When inspiration, oh, we go over the top, we blow it away. We're gonna have one of the best shows ever. So wonderful, wonderful. I don't, I don't doubt it. And your company is called Alchemy Group. So what's the story behind the word alchemy? Well, uh, uh, actually, I was in the kitchen with um, my my mommy friends. So I have three kids. Uh, I have nine-year-old twins and a six-year-old. And so we're doing our regular Friday traditions where after school, everybody comes over. I bake some cookies and the moms sit around and chat. We may or may not ship, uh, sip on a glass of rosé. Um, but we uh, we sit around and chat. And I was talking you know, about kind of my life story with my friends and uh, you know, we're trying to find out what to call this business. And uh, my one of my girlfriends said to me, well, you're like an alchemist. And I'm like, what do you mean an alchemist? Well, she's like, you've turned really bad situations into something fantastic. And you've, you've, you've been able to make the positive. That's like changing, you know, metal into gold. And I said, wow, oh, that's really cool. I said, what about alchemy? I'm like, that's yeah. a cool business name because we really go out there to help businesses turn what they currently have into something magical that will not only benefit the customer, but benefit the people working there, the internal customer. Yep. And actually on the back of our business cards, it says not all change is magic. And, uh, and so alchemy, uh, that's how the word um, or the name alchemy was born was through a conversation around uh, my kitchen island. <laughs> With a bunch of moms who have little kids. And uh, how cool is that? Gee, you, you know what? And you were ready for that name. That's, I call that a strategic byproduct. You probably uh, were just ready and listening and you heard it and it, it was perfect. And well, let's talk about business, the core methodology, yes. transforming customer experience at the core of a business through mm -hmm. systems, process and their people. And you have a, a four word acronym that follows the word core, C-O-R-E. Uh, let's talk about that for a few minutes before we take our first break. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the core methodology uh, really came out of the fact, I mean, years and years and years of working in different organizations and working with people. Um, and actually, believe it or not, being a, a big gym goer, uh, yoga, you know, yogi, and, um, and really looking at if we don't have the core of ourselves um, strong and sturdy, everything else seems to fall apart. Like if you were to, uh, you know, um, ask to or sign up with a a uh, a personal trainer let's let's use the gym uh, analogy a personal mm -hmm. trainer and the first when you when you arrive for your first session the first thing they're going to ask you um or start working on with you are your abdominals right the core of your body because if that is not strong it doesn't matter what you do you can run um bike you can you know when you're lifting weights you will pull a muscle if you do not have the core of your body um in in perfect and solid shape you're you'll blow your back out uh if you look at a fruit or a um you know the 
a peach, let's say, for example, the pit is the hardest part of a peach or an avocado. It really holds that fruit together. Yes. And so as I sort of unpacked, um, you know, the core of myself, because I've done a lot of, um, I, I'm, I meditate, I'm a yogi, I'm all about making sure that everybody is whole. Everyone that I work with and partner with, we're really focusing on making them a whole person. But that can't happen, or a whole organization, but that can't happen unless the core of the organization is solid. And so in my uh, methodology, the core is your systems, your people, and your processes. And if those things are not um, fine-tuned, well-oiled machines, uh, it doesn't matter what initiative you throw forward to your frontline team, um, it won't take flight. It may take flight for a little bit, but it's definitely not going to be sustained. So the C starts with, is, stands for create. Yep. Uh, create. So you want to create your programs and create your systems and make sure that you involve your outside team in that creation so you have greater buy-in. And then you have the O, which stands for operationalize, because it's one thing to create something or to intend to do something. It is a complete other to actually see it come to life and make it stick. Uh, you know as well as I do, Shep, that most times customer experiences fail because we don't do it consistently. And that means that anything they've, they've tried to put into place is just not operationalized and sustained. So we work with the leaders and we work with the team members on accountability, consistency, and really working with them to sustain the hard work they've done to create these programs. Uh, then there's results because what gets measured gets managed and we yep. want to make sure we have the right KPIs in place uh, and that we're actually giving the customers, you know, a voice uh, in our meetings and our huddles. So we take a look at the results and we take a look at if whether or not we have the right um, KPIs in place. And the last but not least is evaluate and evolve. And this one's my favorite because customers and humans are changing at a rapid pace and not only are their expectations changing, but the world's expectations are changing and technology is constantly changing. So really always looking and working towards um, evaluating where we're at and, how, and always asking the question, you know, what else can we do? How do we get better? How do we evolve where we started to get to where we want to go? And that really is the core methodology that strengthens the core of the business. And we do this methodology for their systems their processes and looking through their people because they're really what drives everything. Amen to that. So uh, you create the system, you create the process, then you operationalize it. It's repetitive. It's consistent. That's what operationalizing is. You measure it because as you said so eloquently, what doesn't get measured can't be managed. And finally, I would say once you think you've got it down, guess what? Time to go back and figure out how you can not quite start over, but evaluate what you've got and then evolve and keep up with, uh, with the world, keep up with the change, keep up with the expectations that our customers and even our employees have with us and adapt to the new technology. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have much more great information from our new best friend, Katie Maris. This is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. Do you want to amaze your customers, impress your colleagues, and outshine your competition? Well, going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-the-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. 
And I wrote about this in my best-selling book, Be Amazing or Go Home. And now I have some good news. We just re-released the book in paperback form. And in this book, I let you in on the secrets behind my mantra, always be amazing. And I share with you the simple practices that can elevate your day. Mastering these practices will help you create trust, build stronger relationships, advance your career, and much more. So now is the time to step out of the ordinary and into amazement. Be amazing or go home is available at amazon.com. So what are you waiting for? Make the choice today to be amazing or go home. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Katie Maris, the Chief Inspiration Officer at Alchemy Group. And we just learned about the core methodology of transforming uh, customer experience and making it the core of your business. Love the analogy that you use with the peach and uh, avocado, although I'm not a huge fan of avocados. Something my mom did to me when I was a kid. She told me it was something else and it didn't taste like it and she ruined it. Oh, no. I he hate when it happens. It. Yeah. <laughs> and she did, thought, almost worked with zucchini. She said, check this out. She thought she was, it's potatoes because it looked like thin. Oh. Yeah, she lied. It was soggy <laughs> potato chips. No. It, oh, boy. <laughs> but I've learned to like zucchini again. Anyway, um, I digress. Hey, let's talk about uh, women in business because this is something that you're very passionate about is teaching companies how to really understand the woman mindset. They're, they're, you know, a customer is not a customer. There's definitely differences between males, females, older customers, younger customers, uh, cultural demographics. Uh, even if you want to get down to it, there's some religious differences about mm -hmm. how people buy, what they buy. I mean, there's so many different ways you can slice and dice, but men and women, you're focusing on women and, you know, how to give them a better experience, how to attract the female buyer. Let's talk about that for a few minutes because that is fascinating to me. Yeah, I, it is. Uh, it is. Um, I mean, just to your point, we, you know, especially as customer experience, uh, you know, consultants, trainers, we always uh, tend to take a look, which is great at, you know, the different uh, consumer personas that we can create, because in order for us to tailor an experience to our customers, we need to kind of understand them a little bit better. The one thing that I found um, and in working in this, in this industry for so long is that there isn't really a focus on man or woman. There's a focus on, you know, demographic, age, um, race, uh, religion, but there's not really a focus on the different sexes. And personally, I uh, went out to shop for a car just about three years ago, and um, it was one of the worst and best experiences I've ever had in my life. Uh, I went in, it was one hot July afternoon, and I went, uh, I, my kids were driving me crazy that morning. Our air conditioning had broken, and the house was hot, and when the house is hot, nobody sleeps, so the kids were irritable in the morning. Um, but this was the day I finally decided it was time to get a second family vehicle. So we hopped into the car, there was nothing was gonna hold me back, and we drove out to the local auto mall. And when we got there, uh, the kids, bolted out of the car and made a mad dash for the dealership doors because they were so excited to play uh, in the cars. You know, I, bet the, the I bet the dealers love that. Uh, the so. sunroof, you know, the things that uh, the dealers and sales associates love, right? Um, and so I followed the kids in uh, pretty quickly because as a mom, you 
you really fear that sound of a car door slamming in a dealership when you're with your kids because you're afraid that their little fingers are going to get stuck um, in between the two pieces of metal. Ouch. And so my husband sort of sauntered in after me and uh, I was watching the kids and, and I could glance, you know, out of the corner of my eye, I could see that my husband had already been approached and been talked to by a sales associate. Now, and is this a car for him or for you? For me. Ah. <laughs> All right. And by the way, I'm going to jump in here and just mention that women influence over 90% of all household purchases. Yes. That includes cars, right? Yes. So she actually purchases, out purchases men in, in the automotive world. So she purchased 65% of all new vehicles. Um, so we actually out purchase men when it comes to new cars in North America. Wow. Wow. Yes. All right. So tell us what happened. Salesperson gravitates towards your husband. Yeah, and it wasn't until 18 minutes, 18 minutes into my experience there that I actually got approached by a sales associate. And the first thing he said to me was, um, is your husband with you? And ouch, I mean, another and ouch, that, ouch for the finger in the door, but now ouch for the insult. Right? Um, and so you can imagine where and how quickly um, that experience went south. And so we, uh, I kind of rallied my kids up Gave my gave my husband the eyes of let's get out of here, and uh, he followed you know quickly uh, followed after me and we got into um, our car to go to the next dealership. We went to seven dealerships, seven dealerships before I um, bought a vehicle, and the experience was pretty much the the same. And the reason why I say that this these experiences were the best and the worst. Um, the worst because I, I just could not believe that a the second largest purchase that a person makes in their life besides their home and right now for millennials it's probably the largest purchase because they're renting they're not able to afford homes um so the largest purchase somebody's making the service and i don't even know if think you can call it that is non-existent but then i couldn't believe the gender inequality in the industry like I couldn't believe, like we're in 2017 at the time. I could not believe I was still being asked if my husband, if I needed him to make a decision. And so, go ahead. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I, I'm thinking you went to seven dealerships. Is that because you didn't like the way they were treating you or you didn't like the cars that they had? No, the way they were treating me. That's the thing is that the car I was looking for is available everywhere. I did all my research online. I knew what I wanted. I had a very hefty budget. And nobody seemed to want to take my money because I was a woman. So what can you do to shift the mindset of uh, not just car dealerships, but I mean, a car dealership is a perfect example because I think pretty much everybody has bought a car or at mm -hmm. least knows of the experience a lot of people have. So what can um, an auto dealership or any business do to be more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not equality. It's... Uh, uh, more, I don't know. Uh, you I'm help me aware. with this one. More I mean, aware, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. of the female impact. I, I think that's the biggest thing is starting to become aware because when we are aware of things, we start to see and we, then we start to recognize and we might actually change what we do. But to really be aware of how much influence she holds, like you said, not, she influences 90% of all household purchases. That's a big deal. Yet 85% of the world's executives are still men. And actually only 3% of the world's um, creative directors, only 3% are women. So the, the shopping experience is designed by men 
And in a lot of industries, uh, male-dominated industries, it's delivered by men, yet women are the ones that are saying yes or no. And it's a complete delivery disconnect. And it's time to become aware of how much influence she actually holds and, um, and, and understand the physiological differences between men and women and why she buys versus why he buys. Yeah, great, great information. It, it, just talking about it right now should be making more people aware that they need to be cognizant of the differences between the way men and women buy, that there is a major influence in a lot of purchases, especially if you're in the retail world. Uh, a lot of brands out there don't recognize this opportunity. Uh, but I would say that even as it goes to B2B, uh, the mm -hmm. respect that you have to have uh, for both uh, men and women, or any gender for that, or any preference of gender, uh, things are changing today. And there is an expectation that uh, people have about the way they're treated, regardless of how they identify. And uh, But specifically here, we're talking about men and women. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap that part of it up. And I want to I want to close out because you uh, feel really um, you have some great concepts about consistency and the importance of that consistency and accountability. So take a short break. We're coming right back. Don't go away. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating, and we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more, so the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. Final segment with Katie Maris. Katie, you did some great things to think about. I love your core methodology. Uh, just the fact of uh, what you've talked about and given us some great stats about you know, the influence that women have in the decision-making of, of purchases. But I think it, it's much bigger than that. And you know what, maybe one day we'll come back, we'll do an entire show just based on strategies to make... Uh, you know, I don't know, to, to help companies identify one of the best opportunities they have and not wow. make the mistake of, of, of what this car dealership did. All right. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> I want to talk about consistency and accountability. Just to kind of wrap this show up, uh, mm -hmm. this is an important thing to you. Let's, let's talk. I believe that consistency drives trust and confidence, which ultimately drives repeat purchases, which could lead to loyalty. But what's your take on it? Oh yeah, so I totally agree. Um, and so disappointment, our expectations not met. And if we're not consistent with the experience we provide each other, so whether that's your employees or your customers, um, you're going to get disappointment because you may provide a stellar experience one time, which will raise a customer or employee's experience or expectations high. And if you don't provide that the second time around, then the um, the, the disappointment factor comes in because their expectations were not met. So I truly believe that consistency uh, is something that is, is, is the hardest part of actually creating or operationalizing anything in an organization. And it's yeah. getting everybody to rally around and have, you know, 
you know, drive in the same direction or row in the same direction. And, and consistency is really what does that. So um, here's, here's what happens. You go, let's just use a restaurant. You go mm -hmm. to a restaurant, you have a great meal. You bring your friends back and it's just okay. And you go, wow, yes. do I want to come back again? A lack of consistency erodes confidence and could force people away. And by the way, even if that second experience was still above average, because, uh, uh, I mean, the inconsistency of, of it, it could be people, and we talk about, you know, consistency and attitude, but there should be a consistency in the process, to your point. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I, and I teach, this is one part that I, I work really heavily on, especially with leaders is, is how do we create that consistency? And, and really, it, it leads to accountability. So in order to be consistent, you have to be accountable to your actions, you know, you have to be able to um, be radically honest, first with yourself, and then with your team members, you know, be able to take a look in the mirror and say, you know, hey, maybe I had played a part in the downfall or breakdown of that experience or the breakdown in, um, in the system or process that we put into place. Then we need to be able to see the fact uh, and own the fact that we, um, that we are part of that, uh, that that, uh, that, that, that hiccup. Uh, and once we do that, once we can look in that accountability mirror and say, Hey, like I see it, I own it. Um, it's then shifting. And this is the biggest part of accountability in my, I mean, the mold has most impact that will really shift, uh, shift the way you think and feel is to stop complaining, um, pointing the fingers, making excuses to take the energy you put into that and actually transfer that energy into being solution driven. What can we do? What else do we need to do? Okay, the breakdown happened. Wonderful. Now let's move on and try mm -hmm. to fix it. And then of course, that is all fine and dandy. Um, but it doesn't uh, really the rubber doesn't hit the road until we have um, some action. So it's, it's where do you springboard from there? So we've taken our energy away from complaining, excuses, pointing fingers as to why it happened. We've transferred it over to more of a solution-driven thought process. And once you've created those solutions, let's get moving. So let's actually move into action so that we can have this consistent experience every single time. I have this little saying, every customer, every time, every guest, every time, uh, that 9 a.m. interaction needs to happen all day long. And the only way that's gonna happen is if we are able to hold ourselves accountable. Yeah, so I like that. Uh, part of accountability is really self-awareness of saying, I had a part to play in whatever failure caused something to become inconsistent. And uh, it's good, you know, I have some friends that are in the military or, or past military people, when they sit down, they talk about debriefing, you take your stripes off, you take everybody's equal in that mm -hmm. debrief. And then we talk about it, uh, you know, why did it break down? And I think people recognizing that maybe they had that, uh, there was a piece of what they did or what they didn't do that caused that to happen. Every guest, every time, every customer, every time, Consistency creates confidence. A lack of it erodes confidence. We've talked about uh, the opportunity to focus on women in business. I love that. We talked about the core methodology. This was like a small, like a, a, a semester course jammed into uh, like less than a half an hour podcast. So, Katie, we could talk for hours and hours. But hey, one last question. 
Can you give yes. us one thing? And, and I, I, I actually did not tell you that I will ask this question of you, but I always end the show with a one thing question. What's one thing you want everybody to remember? And you can emphasize something you've already talked about, but if you have some extra little nugget that we'd like to hear, share with us what that is. Oh, I think I'm going to go back uh, to consistency and accountability. And I think the one thing I want um, everybody to remember is that it's okay to drop the ball, but what's not okay is to not pick it up and realize that you played a part. And it's okay to give yourself grace for doing it, but making sure that you actually solve for that concern. That is... Um, the hardest thing to do, but if we consistently hold ourselves accountable, everything will fall into place. Amen. All right. Great insights, great information, great suggestions, great thoughts by Katie Maris, the Chief Inspiration Officer over at Alchemy Group. And uh, Katie, if we're going to find you, where do we find you? Uh, yes, I'm all over social media. So Instagram, um, Twitter, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. Website. Do you have website. a website? Of course you yeah, do. Alchemygroup.com, or you can also uh, find me on my own website, katiemaris.com as well. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. So much appreciated. That's another amazing interview. And that's why we call this Amazing Business Radio. We're going to be back next week with another guest. So make sure you tune in. And until then, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.